everyone, and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live. It's Love Walk, and I am your host, Leela Winston. I pray that you are well and that God is continually blessing in your life. As you know, we come together to read in the Word of God and to study it so that we can practically apply it to our everyday lives, and also so that we can discover the purpose of our lives and enact that in the earth as God will. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that you are well. Today we're going to do an interesting study, and we are going to talk about something that I think we all need to understand. It's a part of God's economy, and I think the more we understand God's economy, the better we will understand how to navigate our world in the heavenly and also in the natural. So our anchor text is going to be Micah, and it's going to be chapter 7, verse 13. And if you have a chance, I hope you will read Micah chapter 7. It is a great study, but I wanted to pull this particular verse out because it says something really quite key. And I'm going to get started, so grab your Bible. Our anchor text is Micah chapter 7, verse 13. It says, Notwithstanding, the land shall be desolate because of them that dwell therein, for the fruit of their doings. I'm going to read that one more time because it was so short. It says, notwithstanding, the land shall be desolate because of them that dwell therein, for the fruit of their doings. So essentially it's saying, because of what they do in the city, the kinds of ways that they interact, and the ways in which they treat others, and the ways in which they, you know, interact with God, that they are going to be desolate, right? And he calls that the fruit of their doing. Interesting. So I think it's something we need to understand in the economy of God that deeds, the things we do, the things we think, they have fruit. Yes, they have fruit. Sin gives birth. Remember we learned that? Birth is the fruit of the womb. We know these verses. The Spirit has fruit. We just did a Bible study called the First Fruit Series, which talks about the fruit that the Spirit of God produces. And then, of course, righteousness has fruit. When you do the right thing, there are certain fruits that you get back for doing them. So I think that we really need to think about what it means when we say that there is fruit in the, in the land and know that the things that we do matter. It's not just happenstance. And I think sometimes we may mislead people, believers, when we tell them that their sinful deeds have been paid for as if there is no fruit for that. No, actually there is fruit for that. And you need to be careful about it. Yes, we have a merciful God, but the Bible also tells us that our fruits that our deeds, I'm sorry, have fruit. And so two things can be true at the same time. And I think sometimes in the Bible or in Christendom, we seem to think that isn't so, but it is, right? The Bible says God does not always pay us back as we deserve because he's merciful, but it also says we all have mercy on, it also says that he has mercy on whom he will. So we are not guaranteed. It is up to him, right? Let's look at Micah chapter 7, verse 18. It actually says that in the very same verse, it says, Who is a God like unto thee, that pardons iniquity, and passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retains not his anger forever, because he delights in mercy. Right? So we benefit because he loves mercy, but that doesn't mean we can demand it of him. So beware of your deeds. The things that you do, think, and say have fruit. The Bible is teaching us about God's economy, how it works. How does the world work? Look at what it says in James chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. It says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, 
it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. I want you to notice the language of conception here. It's the creation of fruit. And we can see that there is sowing that goes on. We can either sow good so that we can reap well, or we can sow bad so that we can reap poorly. He's not talking to unbelievers here in this verse. James chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, Galatians chapter 6, he's talking to believers, right? He's talking to us. Let's look at what Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 uh, to 10 says. It says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them that are of the household of faith. So he says, if you know that what you sow, you're also going to reap, then whenever you have an opportunity to do good, and you want good in your life, do it, right? Especially do good to other believers. And I would add a caveat, don't do something that puts you in danger too, right? So I want to say this because a lot of times people just think, oh, just run blindly into anything. And I have to say this because, I mean, there is this always this understanding that, or this concept that two things can't be true at the same time. Yes, you can do good, but you also don't have to be unwise or foolish, as it says in Proverbs. So it's a confluence of adding all of these things together. So the caveat I would like to add is don't do something that puts you in danger trying to prove that you are doing something good to all people. The same scripture that tells us to love others also tells us to love ourselves. It also tells us to carry a sword Yes, these things can be true all at the same time. So don't be foolish about unscrupulous people and environments. So the writer of Galatians chapter 6.10 is telling you that you might as well reap a harvest of good by sowing good deeds everywhere. And I'm, you know, really willing to tell you from experience, you can reap a good deed. Son, years, years and years ago, in the most crucial times of your life. So I want to encourage you, yes, do good. That is a fruit that always bears wonderful results. And that is why the Lord uses the terms of agriculture in his figurative language to describe the act of doing good or bad and receiving something from it. And I think we can learn from this. You see, the scriptures are teaching us something about God's economy, how that some things work. There's seed time and harvest. So do good deeds. Put in good deeds so that you can get good back. And so what you do has fruit attached. So I want to ask, what are you doing? <laughs> are you feeding, you know, are you feeling inadequate or jealous or envious of others? Well, what do you say to yourself? What do you sow to your own mind? What do you allow to fester and bloom in your own head? Are you feeling fearful and afraid? Ask yourself how you treat yourself. Remember, charity and good deeds start at home. That is, that means they start with you. If you are hard on yourself, you will be hard on others. If you are rude to yourself, you will be rude to others. Learn to truly treat yourself well, and you will learn how to treat others well. You will reap the benefits of doing well by yourself. Because whether your deeds are toward others or yourself, there is fruit involved. Whatever you do, just remember, fruit is coming. 
I want you to think about the alcoholic who destroys his or her body with strong drink or the person who destroys it with drugs or illicit sex or uh, poor eating habits or pornography or overwork. These things count. And there is this saying that says the body keeps the score and that's absolutely true. I'd like to add to that. So does the soul. So does the heart. And so does the mind. They keep the score. You have to be meticulous about keeping them free from junk and buildup. A root of bitterness could destroy all you've worked for. Notice those agricultural references like roots, fruits, right? Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. It says, we're going to read 12, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 to 15. It says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you and thereby many be defiled so I want you to pursue to chase to grab to run after peace because if you sow peace you will reap peace if you cultivate peace you will have it the spirit makes it available to us but we must be open to it and we must be sensitive to the spirit and we must know that the things we do assuredly have fruit so i pray that god encourages you in your everyday walk as you learn about the fruits of the spirit the gifts of the spirit your purpose and all that god has for you i pray that you learn to really and truly understand that what you do matters that there is fruit to be had for you and for the generations after you. You can change the world in some great way because where sin abounds, remember that good is going to abound that much more. So we have a duty. We have an opportunity. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that you are well. I pray that you continue to sow good so that you can get that beautiful fruit back. May God bless you. Bye. Thank you.